Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you are catching up with us. All our services are online at the moment, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this encouraging message from our pastoral team. Welcome, you guys here, you can have a seat. Uh, How awesome is it to worship our God? Welcome and hello. It's uh, it's so good to be preaching in front of a live audience. I'm loving it. Uh, So hey, how you doing? If you're joining us uh, for 9.30, this is coming at you right now live. I'm live live, not like like pre-recorded live. This is live live. How good is it? And if you're at 11 or 5, this is coming at you as well, recast. It's so good to to be here with people and here with you in your lounge room or whatever with your family. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is, is Darren and I'm one of the pastors here at C3 Victory and it is my honour to bring the word for us today. Loving it. It's, uh, this is going to be really good. So um, cool. Let's get started. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped for today. Uh, I don't know if you've actually noticed uh, lately the last couple of years, but uh, the world seems to love celebrating the weird and the wacky and the chronically unimportant. You know, I love it when at Christmas time on my Facebook feed, there's this uh, there's this meme that comes around or this image of a Star Wars AT-AT walking, those really big ones, and it's made out of gingerbread. And I'm like, that's what I need for Christmas is I need this. I mean, who's got time for this stuff? I mean, before we went into lockdown, I was saying that so often, like, who's got time for that? And now, well, we all have time for that, or some of us do. But I don't know how many times over the past couple of years I've said that. Like, this is crazy. Who, who, who's investing their life in this? So I was looking up, like, uh, some of the, the, the last kind of Guinness World Records because they seem to be getting weirder every single year, right? They're just getting a bit weird, you know, and, and, and people are like spending a lot of energy and time and money on these things. And I'm like, that's, that's just, is that, really, is that really that important? No, I mean, like, can you do 36 chin-ups with your pinkies, right? Like, that's the world record. 36 chin-ups with just your pinkies. Like, that guy's been training for a while. You know, like the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta is 26.69 seconds. I did not set that, but I reckon I could get close with my wife's pasta. Um, The largest collection of Transformers memorabilia is 2,111 unique items. I mean, the the guy's filling up this massive room with them. It's like, great, good job, man, good job. But this this is my favorite, right? The most tricks performed by a pig in one minute is 13. Man, you just, you are winning at life. You are succeeding at life. Well done. I mean, so good. But, uh, but this is another one that I love. And it's the most amount of toothpicks stuck in a beard, right? 3,500 on the dot. Like you couldn't get a couple more in there. Like you had to stop at 3,500. The next guy with a longer, anyway, anyway. So uh, I actually think that the size of the trophy should mimic the size of the achievement. So we had a men's night. I don't know, when was it? Like a few months ago or last year? I, I, I can't remember. But we had, we had our men like, you know, in, in groups and, and they had to like do some challenges and solve some problems and build some stuff. And every one of them got this as the trophy. 
Uh, and I, I tried to make the smallest trophy known to me. I'm not sure if it's the smallest one, but it's pretty close. I just didn't want them to think that they were really achieving that much on the night. You know, like, let's, let's win something that's, that's super small. Hey, um, we're in a series right now called Still Moving. And uh, we've looked at some incredible topics, some real foundational topics, uh, like prayer, like the Word of God in our lives, uh, like our thought life and what's happening there, what's going on in your thoughts. Because even though we're kind of stuck at home a little more, even though we kind of feel like we're still or we're stationary, we, we definitely want to be moving forwards in our walk with God. We want to be moving forwards. We want to be being transformed and working with God to transform and love and bless the world around us. So today we're going to be talking about our actions, about what we do, about how we love and bless the world around us. Um, But before we get into that, we're we're going to ask and answer a couple of really crucial questions. And the first one of those that I'm going to try and answer today is, is what actually matters? Write this down. What actually matters? So uh, I've got a great scripture here. Uh, I feel kind of like Pastor Nate threw me under the bus with this one just a little bit. Um, because in Galatians 6 verse 15, it says this. It says, neither circumcision... I know, right? Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Right? All right? So we're not, I'm not going to talk about that too much, but I will give you a little history of circumcision for you. Um, we don't have any, like, demos happening at all. Uh, <laughs> circumcision was the sign of the old covenant right? It was the sign that a, that, that a person and a family was following God. It was the sign given by God to the Jewish nation. And it, it, was, it was symbolic and it was physical at the same time. And what it signified was, was really powerful, was really powerful. It signified that sin had been cut away and that we are following God. We belong to God. We've been set apart for God. So in the, in the Old Testament, it was a, it was a really powerful principle. Uh, and so the context that we find ourselves in, in the book of Galatians, is that Jesus has come and he's given salvation and he started the new covenant. And, and Paul's writing to the, the church at Galatia because uh, there's this other group coming in. There's a whole bunch of new Gentile believers, but there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's these uh, Jews that are coming in and Paul calls them the Judaizers. And they're saying, yes, great, you've got Jesus, but you also need the Old Testament as well. You also need, you need both. And so they're coming in and trying to persuade them, all the Gentiles who haven't been circumcised. And they're like, guys, you got to. And they're like, do we really? And so the whole conversation is really about, about, do we have to do this thing? Right? They're trying to say, you need this to go along with Christ to be saved. And the problem was that they're arguing and, and asking the wrong question. The conversation about whether or not this physical thing was important, it's, that's, that's, that, that's the wrong question. Instead, we need to ask, and Paul's trying to adjust them here, and we need to be asking the right question. Because what actually matters? What is truly important? And I love that Paul answers, answers that right here. 
when he says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision really matter. What counts is the new creation. What counts is the new thing that God is doing in you, in and through you. Um, I mean, can you answer that question, right? It's a tough question. What's God saying to you? And what, are you, what is God doing through you? Oh, God, what are you doing today? Like, can, we, can, can you answer that? It's a tough question. A lot of people find it super hard to answer. What, you know, when I ask them, I call you up and I ask you, hey, what's God saying to you? Uh, we kind of go, um, well, yeah, some stuff. Yeah, there's some things. There's some things. Some, some things. And we're not really sure how to answer it. But that's the one question that we should be able to answer. The two questions we should be able to answer. What is God saying to you? And what is God doing through you? And, and so we want to rephrase it. We're like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm turning up to church. And, uh, and I checked out our online service a few times. And it was really good. And yeah, no, no, no. Not, not what requirements are you satisfying? Not, not what duty are you ticking the box on? Right? It's, it's not, not, not how you're presenting your faith to the world around you. We'll look at that in a second. But what kind of action and love and power of God and His presence, what, what, what's the level of overflow that's happening in your life because of God? That's the right question. Here's the thing. I don't want to take ground in an area that doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, oh, oh, well, well, that, 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 didn't, that actually didn't matter. I, I spent so much time trying to do 37 pinky pull-ups, but it didn't matter. Or, or, or fill in the blanks with so much else that we spend our lives pursuing. But we've got to ask the question, what actually matters? And the answer to those two questions is what actually matters. What is God saying to you? And what is he doing through you? Because we want to be bearing fruit in the world, fruit that lasts, fruit that makes a difference, something that is eternal, something that is kingdom, something that is adding something to, every, to a person's life that is helping them for all eternity. Not just sowing our lives into, you know, oh, I probably could have got a few more toothpicks in there in my beard, whatever. So after we've answered that question, then we've got a number, number two, if you're writing notes, write this down. Stop celebrating the unimportant. Anyone see that show? Uh, it's, it's a super old show now, but it's on YouTube and I love it. It's called uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? with Drew Carey. Anyone ever see that? It was like my favorite show. It's a comedy improv show. So funny, so funny. And every show, every single show, Drew Carey would start up in the audience and he'd be like, hey, I'm Drew Carey, let's have some fun. And he'd walk down in, you know, into his seat and he'd sit down there and, then, and then all the guys are up on stage, Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery, they're all up there. And he'd start the show the same every single time. And 
he'd say, welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. And then he'd start saying a few things, funny things about, you know, what the points are like. He'd say, the points don't matter. The points are like uh, a surveillance camera in a 99 cent store. Or he'd say, the points don't matter. The points are like the word international in International House of Pancakes. Or he'd say, the points don't matter. The points are like a stop sign at 3 a.m. in the morning. And, we're, and all of us driving late at night are like, mmm. But it's it's so similar to so much stuff that we think is important and we celebrate as important in today's day and age. It just doesn't matter. There's certain things that the world will tell you is vitally important, but at the end of the day or at the end of your life, it's just not going to matter. It's not what God is telling you that matters. And it's not what's going to matter in eternity. So the Jewish community, over the, over the time, you know, let's get back to circumcision because that's a great subject. Uh, the Jewish community started to take pride in them being the circumcised community, the, the, the community, the, the nation chosen by God. Wow, look at us. Out of all the nations on the earth, We are the ones chosen by God. How do we know? Because we've got this mark on us. We've got this seal on us. We know because we're the only ones. And it became a little bit like a status symbol for them. Became a little bit like 10,000 likes every day on your Instagram photos. Like, oh, check us out. I'm popular. We're good. You know, but instead of reminding them who they belong to, it became a boast in their heart. It became something that they were boasting about in their heart to the world. So, so, so what are you boasting about? Like, what's, what, what are you boasting about from your heart? Because, like, Instagram's an easy one to pick on, right? I love Instagram. And we, we went away on, you know, on a weekend away last weekend as a family. And I totally, like, spammed my Insta feed, my Insta stories. Absolutely. And you should. You should be able to show people some stuff in your life and this is cool and I've got this new car and awesome, awesome, awesome. The problem is when it becomes a boasting from our heart, a source of pride. The problem is when I'm boasting about this stuff instead of what God is doing in me or what God's saying to me. Like life in this day and age is really just uh, millions and millions of people on social media showing off. That's it. That's life. And so Christians, we're like, well, I've got to, I've got to get in on the, on the game here. I've got a good life too, right? Uh, and we spend so much of our time and our, you know, get in the right filter. And no, I've got to take that photo into a, different, into a different app so that I can make it look even better than the standard terrible Instagram filters or whatever. Because I've got to prove to the world that I am someone. And here's the deal. Jesus already made you someone. He died for you. He loves you. God loves you. He adopted you as his son or daughter. You have inherent value to him. He wants to walk with you. You are someone, right? You are already somebody. Like, let's not make the whole conversation around what I do or what I've got. Let's ask the questions that really matter. Am I loving the person in front of me? 
That's a question that really matters. How am I doing with my love right now? You know, my, my boys and I like to show, they like to show me all the cool stuff that they're going to buy on, you know, the Universal Store or City Beach and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. You know, and I'll be going somewhere and I'll come out and I'm like, hey, boys, um, how drippy is this? Like, is this drippy? That's the new word, apparently. I got all this fresh drip here, you know. And the boys are like, no, nah, no, nah, Dad, change the shoes, change the shoes. And I'm like, oh, okay, no worries, I'll go back. You know, and because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to impress people. Am I? Is that, is that the goal? Is that the point? Is that the sum total of what we've come to? Let's not fool ourselves that like that new pair of shoes or that little weekend away is going to make some kind of lasting difference to us. We need to change our internal conversation. Not from how do I, how do I show and prove that I am somebody to how, am I, how are we loving people today, God? What, what are you doing in this moment right now and how can I join in? Like, let's get, let's get back to basics for a second. How are you loving the other people in your home? Like, let's start there. How are you loving your friends? Like the people who you hang out with, how are you loving them? Here's the other challenge to trying to answer this question. Uh, you know, like, what is God saying to you? Uh, what are you doing with God? And that is that we... When we don't know how to answer it, we often just default to something that God said long time ago. Like we pull up something from the past. Oh, I had an encounter with God, I don't know, eight years ago or something. Or there was a prophetic thing that happened and whoa, it, was, it, was, it was really, really good. Oh, when was that? Uh, 1998. Oh, okay. Cool, that's great. And there might be some cool flow-on stuff that happens in your life as a result of that prophetic word. But what is the fresh thing that God is saying and doing right now if you're writing notes write this down this is the third point we need less presentation and more demonstration because so often too often we're so hard at work on the presentation of what our lives look like to everybody else you know like and we're not so much focused on the demonstration of what God is doing in and through us and, and the pressure's real. The pressure is real for us to present perfectly to the world around us. The pressure's real. For some reason, it's gotten into the hearts of believers that, well, if, if Jesus is great, I've got to present something perfect. You know, like, well, I've got to present to the world a perfect marriage, a perfect family, perfect home. Woo, look at us. We're doing so well, everybody. You know, and, and the presentation is, is what is somehow become so important. And like, yeah, sure. You want to have a faith that works, okay? Like you read in the Bible every day and, and the wisdom and the, the, the truth that's in here, it's going to transform you. You're going to have a great, you're going to have a great life. This will teach you how to prosper in every single area of your life. But it's not just about the presentation. Do you ever have, have to do like a presentation at work? You know, where you've got, you know, you've got your PowerPoint and everything on the screen and it's like, it's like it's super boring subject matter, but you're trying to get good, good, good marks. You know what I mean? You know, at school or, you know, uni or something. And so you're talking and you're like, yes, uh, and, 
and you're trying to smile more. And you can see that on this chart here, the traffic patterns on Pennant Hills Road in the 1960s to today, the trend is going up. You know, and you, you're trying so hard, you know, because you're, you're trying to get good marks, you know? It's like the presentation is the thing that we become focused on, not the demonstration of what's actually happening. Here's the deal. You already got good marks. Right? Jesus righteousness has been applied to you. You already got full marks. 100 out of 100. You're done. That's it. Perfect. And now it's just about walking with God every single day. I'm just walking with Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus every single day. I'm learning what it looks like. I'm discovering new things because I'm, I'm setting up an overflow. God is setting up within me something that's going to eke out everywhere. It's going to be this natural, genuine thing that God is doing because it comes out of personal relationship with Jesus. Not just because I'm really trying hard to present super hard out there. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 says, My message, Paul says to the Corinthian church, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. He's like, I'm not just coming here to present something to you. I'm not just here to try and convince you that Jesus is God, that Jesus is real. He said, I'm not, I'm not just arguing with you about what is real and true. He's like, I'm, I'm going to come with this, this natural, genuine, overflow demonstration that God is real and that God loves you. I love it. And so what are we demonstrating well we're demonstrating love we're demonstrating what what real grace looks like we're demonstrating forgiveness that person might not deserve your forgiveness but you didn't deserve his either and so we we're showing the world what we've been shown we're bringing an experience into the world that is what we've experienced. We've experienced this true grace and, and love. We've experienced salvation and His presence and His power, His peace inside the worst of worst situations. And so we're, we're bringing this sense of overflow into the world around us. And that looks like, you know, James says, um, faith without action is dead. And it says in James 2 verse 22, Abraham was made complete by what he did. He was made complete by what he did. Not by just what he said, not by the presentation and the charts, right? Abraham was made complete by what he did. His faith and his actions were together and they synergized and became fruit. And that's, that's the point. That's what we're here for. We're here not just to have a great faith, but to let our actions combine, our, our, our deeds, our works, our, our overflow, what we're, how we're loving real human beings around us. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the biggest commandment. Yeah. 
He's like the person who's next to you, in front of you. That's the one you should love. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the number one. In Galatia, they were asking the wrong question. They were like, circumcised? I, said, I don't know, guys. Really, should it be? Paul's like, guys, guys, guys. Let's, that, that doesn't matter anymore. What counts is the new creation. What is God doing through you? What's the love that's flowing through you? What's the peace that is flowing through you? Not what do you have, not how much money do you have in the bank, not how good is your marriage, not how, you know, not how many houses do you have or, or whatever, not how many, uh, you know, bits of paper you have in frames up on the wall. It's, it's not, that's not the main thing. The main thing is love in action. How well are you loving people? Um, do yourselves a favor later on. Do a search on YouTube for Rabbi Fish Love. Rabbi Fish Love. Two minutes of your life, blow your mind. Because what we often do is we just often love people to get loved in return. That's transactional love. That's not what Jesus is talking about. The word for love that he uses is agape, which means sacrificial, thinking about others, thinking about them. That's the kind of love that he's talking about. Not this transactional, oh, if, if, if I do this, then they'll do this and it's going to be great. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about them, not just about me. Back to Galatians and just before the passage that we read in, verse, uh, in chapter 5, verse 6, and this is where we're going to land this today, is, it says, this perfect verse to land on, it says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts. Faith expressing itself through love. Like whose lawn needs mowing in your street? Which one of your V group needs groceries this week? Who needs you to reach out and pray for them? Who needs a text from you this week just to say, I'm thinking of you. Let's do coffee. I love you. Like, how's your love going? What is the Holy Spirit saying? Who's, who is the Holy Spirit placing on your mind and your heart right now? What's he saying to you? Reach out and bless this person. Because the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. What territory are you going to occupy in this time? How are you going to move forward? How are you going to advance in your walk? You might be stuck at home for a bit longer, but you can be still moving. You can be still moving. You don't have to be stuck. You can still keep moving. Some stuff's taken place that doesn't matter or does matter, but you can still keep moving. Keep reaching out. Keep loving. And let's ask the right questions. Let's ask the right questions. What is God saying to me today? And God, what can we do together today? Questions that really matter. You know, this, um, this might all be kind of new for you. 
you know, maybe it's, this is a whole new thing and you've, you've found yourself online or you're stuck in your neighbor's house watching this with a bunch of people from Victory and you're like, oh man, this is awkward and what's this guy even talking about? But I want to tell you that God loves you. He loves you and he wants personal relationship with you. He wants to walk with you every day. And Jesus died for you to pay for all of the wrong things that you've done. Because when we sin, we sin against God first. And so there's this debt that we owe God. And this debt of sin gets in the way of having relationship with Him. So Jesus Christ died on a cross and rose from the dead on the third day to pay that penalty of sin for you. So that there would be nothing in the road for you having a relationship with God in this life and and, an eternity in heaven in the next. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. It's a gift that whoever believes in Him will not die but have eternal life. So if you want to pray this prayer, right now. And if you're watching live uh, on our church online platform right now, then there'll be a little moment for you to interact with as well. And we would love to connect with you after this. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, then we would love to connect with you as well. Please get in touch. Head over to c3victory.org.au. This is a great way to start your relationship with God. And you might be getting some butterflies right now. There might be some stuff going on inside of you. That's a great sign that God is doing something. And he wants, to, he wants you to be his son, his daughter. So why don't you pray this prayer with me? If you're here, why don't you just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if that's you, just pray this prayer in your heart or you can even pray it out loud. Something like this. Dear Jesus, I need you in my life. I come to you and ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. Come and be my, my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to walk with you every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.